This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlandson and we've got something a little bit different for you uh, this afternoon. We're doing Fantasy Premier League. I'm joined by Tom Freeman from Fantasy Football Scout. Tom, I've got to apologise first of all for getting you on a podcast in the top room of your house on the hottest day of the year (laughs) at UK Records. Uh, How are you apart from sweaty? Yeah, hot, but um, yeah, all good and looking forward to having a chat about FPL and uh, and Villa as well. So no, looking forward to it, Dan. Thanks for having me on. I'll, I'll get it out of the way early doors. I'm a, very much a casual player. I think my team name last year was gone by September because I'll kind of miss an international break maybe and I'm captaining somebody who's injured for, for three weeks and I'm miles behind and I give up and, and that's it. Um, but this year I want to be better. I want to be more motivated. I want to actually pay attention to, to the details because Fantasy Premier League is a big deal. Like it's a very serious thing for for a lot of people who who take it really seriously. So, you know, I don't want to go to the the massive degree of of, of um, searching team news for for clubs at the bottom end of the Premier League. That I don't care about just for my fantasy points. But I want to be more more involved than I have been in recent years. Um, so, just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your involvement with uh, Fantasy Football Scout and. You've played some pretty good finishes over the years, haven't you? That's where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, my name is Tom. I am the deputy editor of um, Fantasy Football Scout, which is a website a website dedicated to um, FPL and other fantasy games as well, like um, Sky Champions League fan team. But um, FPL, I think, is the, is the main focus there. Um, I started uh, a year ago, um, so this is my second season now, and uh, it's a busy time over there, a, a bit like for you, Dan, you know, we're covering pre-season, tracking all the minutes, who's playing, new signings, that kind of thing, so um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty exciting time over there, and the season is is fast approaching, isn't it? Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's a very busy time of year, isn't it? As uh, Villa are playing their second preseason game tomorrow, as we as we record this, not quite sure when the, when this episode comes out yet. But the game has launched. It feels like it's launched a little bit earlier than than it did last season, maybe due to COVID and stuff. So I want to get my team ready, ready for that first game week, and, and be um, hopefully top of the league straight away and build off to a good start. Yeah, I think it. it I mean, it's great if you do get off to a good start. Um, you instantly feel more confident in the decisions you're making and things <laughs> like that. But what I would say is that if you do lose a bit of ground, don't lose faith because um, there's normally a lot of double game weeks at the end of the season. There's a lot of mm. points to be, even if you're 100 points behind the leader after, you know, five or six game weeks, you know, all is not lost. Um, it's a long, long season. And um, just because you have a good start doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a good end. So there's a chance to pull back mm. points. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll basically have a chat through the team and we'll try and get you to uh, at least make it till Christmas and hopefully doing well. <laughs> and that'll see you through till the end of the season. 
Uh, yeah, okay. Right. I like it. A bit of motivation, early doors. <laughs> I, I'm already feeling pumped up. Um, so I think how we're going to do this episode then is I'm going to build a team as I would if I was playing this on my art. I was saying to you just before we started, I feel like there's almost like three kinds of player for Fantasy Premier League. Really casual, we'll maybe pick a team and, and tweak it here and there. Kind of a mid-level that will keep it up each week but not go super in-depth. And then a top level that are you know tracking pre-season for minutes played and stuff like that to, to really make the best kind of decision and looking at fixtures for who's got the best start to the season and stuff like that. I don't think I'm ever yeah. going to be at that top-end level, but I'd like to be closer to the middle rather than just pick a team now and forget about it. Yeah, um, sure. So I'll pick a team as I would. You know, it'll probably only take me a couple of minutes. I'll pick all the, the pretty obvious big pick, the big hitters and then I'll probably make a lot of silly decisions as well. Um, <laughs> so I'll pick that and then you can kind of review my team, give me some tips, give me some advice and then I'll make a second draft with, with your input. I also want to start by saying I'm going to impose a rule upon myself. I'm not going to do this on the on the, the whole league that are going to be joining us with Claret and Blue, but I want three Villa players in there. Do you want to just run through some very basic rules for people that maybe are at the casual level that don't even know much about Fantasy Premier League in terms of how many players you pick, the budget you work yeah. with and stuff like that? The basics of the game are that you pick fifteen a squad of 15 players. So you've got two goalkeepers, five defenders, five midfielders and three forwards. You've got a uh, budget of £100 million to spend. The cheapest player in the game will set you back £4 million, um, And you're not going to be expecting much for that. If they're, if they're even playing, you get appearance points for that. So that realistically is probably as much you can expect there. Occasionally, one or two gems come out of the woodwork, which we'll touch on in a bit. Um, there might be one player of four million that we can rely on for a bit more this season, but four million is the cheapest. And then you're going right up to Salah, who's the most expensive player in the game at 13 million. So you're building a wow. squad of 15, 100 million pounds maximum, as you touched on, down three players per club. So uh, we can't fill our squad with 11 Villa players, unfortunately, um, <laughs> or, or fortunately in some seasons. Um, <laughs> so you get you get points, basically. Um, there's a lot of different things, but your main points are coming from goals, um, assists, clean sheets. But there's also things like appearance points. Um, goalies get a, a point for every three saves they make as well. And there's bonus points handed out as well to the to the three top scoring or the, or the top scoring players in the bonus point system. So they get additional points after. If you've got a player who's scored a brace, got an assist or whatever, it's very likely that he's going to get three bonus points too. You can make transfer, you can make one free transfer each week, um, which you can roll over as well. You can get up to two free transfers. You can't go beyond that though. Um, and if you've got one free transfer, but there's two moves you want to make, um, you can do that, but you'll be taking a four point hit which um, I always try and minimise because it's only four points to some people, but that's a big deal to me because that's a goal scored by my player. You think how happy you are when your player scores a goal in FPL. You don't just want to take that away by taking a hit on that player next week. I think that's touched on most of the basics. The places of the priors can can move depending on how many transfers in they get. You might go and look at a player one day and then two days later he's gone up by 0.1 million. That's just because how many transfers he's had in. FPL can be a very simple game, but it can also be more complicated if you want it to be. Um, and you can find yourself checking price prediction sites and things like that. But that that's really for the engaged manager. So we'll, <laughs> we won't go too far into that um, today, Dan. I think we'll kind of keep it re- relatively basic. And um, and then if people want to delve further into that, they can, they, they can do. Now, what's a good score for a player to get and a good score for the team overall to get on average? 
Well, it, it kind of depends on the player. I mean, your big hitters are generally your premium players, you know, your Salas, your De Bruyne's, your Son and your Canes. You know, they're consistently returning. Um, if a player like Kane scores, he's going to get a minimum of six. But if Kane scores quite a lot of the time, he'll get bonus points as well. Um, so it really varies. But um, with your captain, you want to be getting one attack in return with it at a minimum, really. Um, mm. But then if they go big, then, um, then you're absolutely laughing. A good game week score, a level which I kind of look at each week, is about 60 points. As an average score in a game week, that's kind of like a marker for me. Um, in FPL, you don't have to have incredible weeks where you're going beyond that. You just don't need to have too many bad ones. You need to be consistently kind of average yeah. and then have the good, uh, occasionally a good game week where you, you hit the captain and then that can elevate you up. I've always found that, that... Um, if you can keep in touch by just having consistently good scores. I've kind of already got a few pointers that I know that, you know, good attacking fullbacks maybe is a good shout here. Yeah. Uh, obviously really creative good. midfielders are better than holding midfielders. So somebody like Bubakar Kamara, who looks an absolute player, by the way, yeah. probably isn't a great fantasy Premier League pick if he's going to be playing at number six for Villa. Yeah. Maybe centre-backs aren't great for Villa either because we don't seem to score many goals from corners. So I might avoid somebody like Diego Carlos, who again looks a good player, but might potentially not be a great FPL player. Yeah, um, and he's co- he's coming at five million as well. When whereas Mings is four point five, so I don't think he's going to quite mm. offer enough upside. And we'll talk about it in a bit. But the fullbacks at Villa are probably where you want to be putting your money as well. So that, I'm going to try and do this as quick as I can. Then it's uh, almost half ten as I record this. So let's just see if I can do it in five minutes. Because like I said, I wouldn't spend too too long on this. Really, did you just laugh? Then? <laughs> well, that's, that's that's putting a lot of pressure on yourself for five minutes. But uh, okay. yeah, let, let, let's see if we can rattle through and then we'll spend a bit of time kind of dissecting it. Okay, so goalkeepers, there's a lot around the four and a half mark that are probably the the best shout. Um, I like Martinez, but that'd be one of my Villa picks gone straight away. But I do think that is a good option, so I'm going to put him in there as a preliminary shout at the moment. Now, a lot of people I know just put the Villa, like if you have to pick a Villa first-team keeper, to then put Villa's reserve keeper as the second choice, because yeah. if Martinez doesn't play, then Olsen will play. Um, yeah, good shout. So, that makes sense for me at the moment. So, but that'd be two Villa players, and that seems like a yeah. waste. So, I probably won't end up doing that later down the line. But we'll go with that for now because I know that that is a, a decent strategy. Yeah, I think just getting, gonna... a four million, getting a four million pound of goalie, regardless of who it is, is a good yeah. strategy, and just play Martinez for the first five or six game weeks. Trent <laughs> is an absolute no-brainer for me. I'm just going to stick him straight in there. Um, I'm also going to do the same with Salah. I think. I know he's the most expensive, or Kane maybe. I'm going to have Kane as a, as a definite pick as well. Right. Uh, I think there's guaranteed points with, with Trent at right back and Kane is, is going to score goals, isn't he? Um, a midfielder, again, I might run into budget problems in a minute here. I'm tempted by De Bruyne as a definite pick as well. Although Salah's class is a midfielder and so Son as well. It is difficult, isn't it? I, I think Man City will win the league, so I'm going to go De Bruyne for now. Uh, I know a lot of players avoid some Man City players because of Pep's kind of heavy rotation and he don't rely on them too much. I mean, Salah is a, is a definite for points, so he might end up back in there later. My Villa players, Cash or Dean, I think one of those should be in here. Uh, Cash is 5 million. Is Dean 5 million as well? Yeah, he is. Do you is, know yeah. that? He is. Yeah, they're both, they're both five. I'm going to go Cash because he seems to be linking up quite well with, with Bailey down the right-hand side at the moment in pre-season. Bailey might be a, a wild-card shout later. 
centre backs? Is that just something that people avoid these days? Is it just you just go with attacking full backs? No, not all the time. There is some value there. Um, you know, you look at a team like Man City and Cancelo is seven, but you mm. can get the centre backs for six. So it, it depends what you do with that money. I think you definitely want to be looking at generally the full backs, but there, there is instances when it, when it's, you don't want to completely rule them out because sometimes they can offer a bit of value. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you've picked two good, two good fullbacks um, to start. But um, if you if you find the right centre back and you think they can do well, no harm in sticking them in. Oh, this is difficult. I said five minutes. I'm not going to be able to do it in five minutes. I, <laughs> I did say. It. I did say. It. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, a good thing if you're struggling, you can look at fixtures for the first five game weeks, and just yeah. we've got we've got a season ticker over at Scout, which is free to use it's on the homepage. Go in and have a look in. Um, if you're a member, you can sort by difficulty. But even if you're just looking at the season ticket, it, it, basically a blue fixture is a good fixture, a red fixture isn't as good. And so you can okay. kind of see instantly Arsenal, for instance, have got a good first five fixtures. Um, Wolves come out pretty well as well. Um, on that, they've got Leeds, Fulham, Newcastle and Bournemouth in the first five game weeks. So that's the way, if, you, if you're feeling a bit confused by it, if you're not sure about who to pick, you can have a look at a season ticker and that might guide you a little bit. Well, there's, two, there's two clubs there that you mentioned that I was had my eye on as I was scrolling through, and they are Tierney, yeah, Arsenal, and Cody at yeah. Wolves, yeah. Because I think Wolves get a lot. Of, if Bruno's still going to be there for the season, they, they'll get a lot of clean sheets. I think because their style of football isn't isn't the best, and they just pop yeah. up with the occasional goal as well. The defender's difficult. I'm tempted by Robertson, but I don't know whether that kind of uses up way too much money on my defence at the moment. But I'm going to stick him in there as a bit of a placeholder for now. So I think both Liverpool fullbacks are going to be getting yeah. guaranteed points. I like the idea of uh, Jesus at Arsenal as well. Yeah. Because I think yeah, he's going to start every single week. How much is he? Eight million? Mm, yeah, okay. Two Villa players at the moment because I don't think Olsen's going to stay in there. So there's Martinez, Cash and one other. I think it's going to be a midfielder because I don't. I'm not sure about Watkins and Ings. I don't know. Whether, I don't know whether it's going to be one or the other or both. Yes. Uh, Cameron Archer is also an option, but I think he's four and a half million. And so he if is, he gets yeah. some minutes, he's a, he's a good shot off the bench as well. It's between Ramsey and Coutinho. Ramsey's a million and a half less. Yeah. So I'm going to go Ramsey for now, but I would like right. Coutinho in there potentially. So which um, which villa which villa player are we taking out? Did we take out Olsen, did we? I'll take out Olsen, yeah. yeah. And we'll just put another random four mil keeper in four there. Million. Yeah, makes sense. Um Carl Darlow at Newcastle. because he's the first yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and Martinez, Cash and Ramsey are my three villa players at the moment. I've got twenty four yeah. and a half million. So I think I've got to go big on another midfielder rather than the striker. Again, I don't know what system I'm gonna play here, maybe five, three, two. Once you've picked your next First team player, we can fill out those spots with some really cheap players for your bench. Yeah. You're not if you're not going to be turning to very often at all. So as long as they're playing, that they kind of do a job. I'm I'm quite tempted by Sterling to be honest. I think Sterling yeah. might have a really good season for Chelsea. He's 10 million, which is maybe a little bit more expensive than I'd like. But De Bruyne, Ramsey, and Sterling maybe as a three, and then yeah, the five defenders and. It's a, bit, it's a bit like it's a bit like Jesus who you've picked. Suddenly they've gone from being squad players at Man City mm. to being featuring much more prominently at their new clubs. And um, Sterling and Jesus, when they when they play, can be really explosive options. So now yeah. at their new clubs, where they could, you're going to expect them to start week in week out, they 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 um, they're potentially very good this year. So I've got three positions left and fourteen and a half million. So. I mean, this is only just about mathematically doable, even if I've got cheap players. So I really am 
struggling here. I don't know whether I'm going to actually be able to make this team the way I wanted to. Yeah, I'll leave Go you. To, I'll leave you to. Okay. I was going to say. I was going to. Well, I was going to say basically, you could probably. You've got to think about your third bench spot. So you can go really cheap with that player. You can either go yeah. for a four point a four point five forward and a four point five mid. I'd I'd personally stick both of them in there, um, and then okay. and then see what see what see what's left left for your final sub. Because you, you're very rarely going to call on these players in the first few weeks. Everybody's hopefully yeah. going to be fit. Everybody's hopefully going to be starting. Um, so as long as you can yeah. rely on your first sub, you should be all right. A 4.5 midfielder. I mean, there's not many great options there. Murphy, Gilmore, Longstaff, James Milner. I, mean, I don't know how many minutes any of these guys are going to play. Lot like skip at Tottenham, but he's the, the defensive midfielder, so he's not going to get many points. Um, I'll stick him in there though, just for the sake of it, because I don't think the, I don't, Milner's not going to play much this season. I, I wouldn't have no. thought. Uh, four and a half forward, I would say Archer, but I've already got my three Villa players in there. Although I could switch out Martinez. I think Martinez is a good shout for goalkeeper. I think he'll be quite popular. But all of, all you're going to get is an occasional sub appearance from these guys. Yeah. So unless we're lucky and somebody like Delap gets a transfer in the next couple of weeks and. I think he was linked with a move to Southampton, wasn't he, in the press? So yeah. we might get we might get lucky, or Greenwood might get a few minutes, um, possibly. Now, if I were, I say I've got my imposed rule of three Villa players. I was about to say if I could have four, but the game doesn't allow you to have four. So I can't yeah, have Archer exactly. anyway. So I'll go with the lap, just in the hope that maybe he does get a, a loan move to somebody else, and that gives me five point yeah. five for my final yeah. midfielder. Um, which I mean, that's not terrible. I think John McGinn, yeah, John McGinn's five point five. Obviously, I've got my Villa players done. Anthony Gordon, Everton, potentially. It's not a bad shout. Um, no, Neves. I'm going to go with Gordon for now. I don't know whether yeah. that's a, a good pick or not, but that's my money used it exactly. Is, yeah. oh, it's, it's an okay team. I, I don't think I'm delighted with it. And there's definitely changes <laughs> I could make. It, it did um, take us what was it nine minutes or something? So yeah, we've, nine we've, minutes. We've, we've we've rattled through that pretty quickly, to be fair. So nine minutes isn't bad. Oh, team name? Yeah, I forgot to pick a team name. You have to do that at the end. I've actually got three options um, that have been sent to me on Twitter. I want you to pick <laughs> one, just because okay. you know, take the pressure away from me. So there's three that I like. I've got them in in an order that I like. First one is Roly with the Broly. Which looks better written down. Than it does said out loud. If you Wally with the Broly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. McGinnis look which I do really like. McGinnis look. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah. And the third one was Come Dean With Me, which I also really liked. Yeah. <laughs> Come Down With Me. Oh, okay. Um, that's quite, the t- quite a tough one. I, I like the McGinn one, though, I think. That would, yeah, that would, I do. That would, that would be my pick of the three. So, Especially okay. as you're kind of you're, um, reinventing yourself this pre-season, Dan, and coming back stronger yeah. next year. So. Yeah, McGinnis look is entered into the into the Clark Blue League. I will put the... Uh, the link to the Clark Blue League in the description of this YouTube video or podcast, wherever this ends up. So do come and join us. We will. We always say we'll do a prize for the winner and it kind of gets lost down the line because I lose interest. But we will do a prize this year, I promise. Don't know what it'll be. We'll sort that out in May. Yes, that's McGinnis Look Enter. Thanks to whoever who sent me that name on Twitter, by the way. That is a great shout. So I've got Martinez in goal, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Cash, Tierney, Cody and Robertson, De Bruyne, Ramsey and Sterling, and Kane and Jesus up front, the North London pair. Carl Darlow, Oliver Skip, Anthony Gordon, and Rory Delap on the bench. Um, Gordon's probably first choice off the bench, I think. Pretty decent starting team from from my casual player experience. Um, so I'll hand over to you and let you rip it apart. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tear it to pieces. <laughs> I'm only joking. Now. It's, a good, it's a good team you've built there, to be fair. I'll definitely have a few tweaks. So should we go from back to front? Should we start with the goalies and then... Work our yep. way through that, all right? Yeah, so so the goalies, um, 
it's a little bit different this year. Normally, the the premium goalkeepers like your Alisons and your Edisons, they're normally priced at six million. Um, but FPL this season have made the goal the cheapest goalie is five point five million. Um, so you won't pay more than that for anybody in the game. And I think it's a reaction to the appeal of the wing-backs. Last year, they weren't really, a premium goalie wasn't really a viable option because the wing-backs were also priced at six. But this mm. year, they've brought them down in price a little bit. So what you've got to ask yourself is Martinez is a good shout at five million, but for 0.5 million more, you could get an Alisson or an Edison who are naturally, or even Loris, who are naturally going to keep mm. more clean sheets than Villa. I think that's fair to say. Or you could drop down to a 4.5 if you wanted to push a little bit more money into your, your midfield or your attack. Um, there's David Rayer at Brentford for 4.5, Robert Sanchez at Brighton. So that's probably where I'd be looking. But um, I've got 4.5 in my draft. But if you're happy with Martinez, and they have got a good first few fixtures. He's got pedigree, Martinez, a couple of years ago. He's the highest scoring keeper in the game. Um, last year, he, he disappointed a little bit um, in FPL. Um, but that could be something that you that you look at maybe in goal, either you go up 0.45 to a premium or drop down to a 4.5. I mean, you expect Villa to be better this year with, with Diego Carlos in there and Kamara sitting in front of the back four yeah, as well. Absolutely, so, yeah. I mean, Martinez has got to break Brad Friedel's clean sheet record at some point. So if he does get 15, yeah. 16 clean sheets this yeah, year, like yeah. he did the season before, yeah. that's probably a really popular pick at 5 million. He's also one yeah. of Villa three. So if I did change yeah. him, I could swap for Archer maybe on the bench or yeah, maybe move Ramsey yeah. in for Coutinho as well and drop somebody else down in there like a McGinn or something like that. I'm semi-happy yeah. with Martinez at five, yeah. though, I think. And I think that links to the defence with Cash as well because like you say there, um, Cash offered quite a lot of goal, well, a bit of goal threat last year. He's, you know, he started every single game as well and the minutes mm. are really important in FPL. It's nothing worse than having a player who starts season and they get dropped to the bench and you, or they're getting pulled off after 55, 60 minutes. You want them to be consistent. You want them to be regular starters and cash ticked all of those boxes. Dean came in in January and is probably a bit more creative of the two, I think. Um, mm. But I think they're both good, um, good options. And like you say, Kamara's coming in to sit in front of the back four. Carlos is coming in. Um, I mean, Villa and the Gerrard felt like a mid-table defensive team, I think. But after a full pre-season, new additions coming in, I think we probably all feel a bit more optimistic, don't we, defensively <laughs> this year? So um, I think I, I think Cash is a, a really good pick in that in that in that defence as well. You've got Alexander Arnold in there. Um, I would maybe consider switching Robertson to Cancelo just so you're splitting that mm. coverage a little bit. So you've got. You would expect Liverpool and Man City to do very well at the start of the season. I think City kept five clean sheets in the first six game weeks last year. Liverpool kept four. So Robertson is a very good option. I'm spreading it. I'm going to I'm gonna go Cancelo as, and Alexander-Arnold rather than the two Liverpool full-backs. I think, um, I think just back to Cash, I think with him being the same price as Dean, it's, very, it's obviously a very easy swap to do one Villa out, one Villa in, depending on who's you know, exactly. most in form and, and which yeah. kind of side of the pitch Villa tend to favour. Um, yeah. I like both. I think I think that's a very difficult. If you like, if you just said, yeah, you can only pick one of those two. They've got to be in your team. I think that's a very yeah. difficult split. Um, but well, yeah, I'll, I'll go with cash just for now. Just to stick with that. 
Yeah, I really struggled with it at the end of last year. We had a double game week in game week 37. And as the as the kind of resident Villa fan, everybody was saying Dean or Cash. And it was such a difficult thing to say and make <laughs> people go because they they both. And so everybody was dissecting the formations when we play with Ings and Watkins. Is that better for Luca Dean? Is Cash better when we're, And it was, and, and you know, the, the FBL community is so passionate and they're analysing how many shots they would have and things. But it's just a really tough decision. They're both good options. So um, yeah. I think we. Whichever you go with, oh, I think they're gonna they're gonna do all right at the start of the season. So what, yeah. what do you think of Cody and Tierney then? I think they're okay options, but what you got to remember is there's two cheaper options at both teams, which you could kind of plug into. So if you like the Arsenal defence, Tommy Arsu's at four point five, and if you like Wolves, they've got the fullbacks or the wingbacks last year. I think they might switch to a back four this year, but you've got Johnny and um, Aitnori at four point five. So there is cheaper options there if you want to save yourself a bit. What I would do with this, um, you spent ten million on Tierney and Cody. I would actually switch them for Reese James, who is um, six million, playing as a mm-hmm. wing back under two cal, averaged about six point three points per match when he started um, last season. Loads of attacking threat, and there's actually, we spoke about the four million defenders earlier. You're normally not expecting much from them, but Nico Williams has just moved from um, Liverpool to Forest. Yeah. We think he's going to start as a wing-back under Steve Cooper. Obviously, Forrest probably aren't going to keep loads of clean sheets. Um, but naturally, from that wing-back role, he's going to offer a bit of threat. So personally, if that was me and I had £10 million for two spots, I would personally go Rhys James and uh, Neko Williams as well. That's a good shout. See, I would never have thought of that because I would have just thought, yeah, get a couple of cheap, cheapish centre-halves in there. I mean, Cody will, will score a few goals. I do like Tierney. Um, but yeah, splitting They're them not and going with, with like all, James, good show. Yeah, you, yeah, you actually get a premium in in James, um, who I think I think is underpriced at six million. If he's starting yeah. week in week out, and the key to it is Tuchel remains using wing backs. If he does that, I think you'll be laughing with those those, those that pick. And then Williams as well can step in when you need him from the bench. Really, how much do you look at kind of betting against? the trends that other people are doing because I've seen a lot of people picking somebody like Perisic at Spurs who I think he's 5 million yeah. and expecting to play wing back and, and do well under yeah. Conte but it feels like everyone's picking him so I kind of yeah. don't want to pick him just to again split the difference and hope that he doesn't do that great or doesn't start even and I've yeah, not picking him. <laughs> it's that it's risk and reward FPL a lot of the times when you're betting against players. The thing is with the the Spurs mm. wingbacks is they were they were really good under Conte. Tottenham's defence improved massively under him. Um, but there's a lot of wingbacks there. Um, there's so many options. You, you know, Perisic is. Um, I don't think he's started a preseason friendly yet. I think he's expected to play a few minutes. But we're only a couple of weeks away from the start of the season now. Time's mm-hmm. ticking. Con- Conte places a lot of emphasis on fitness. Will he be ready for game week one? I'm not sure. And they've got Sessegni on there. Reguilón still there. You go over to the other flank, and it looked like Doherty was going to be first choice, but they've signed Spence from um, Borough this morning. So yeah. Spurs wing-back, it feels like a bit of a minefield for me. If Perisic is going to play, he's going to be a brilliant option and I'll probably look at getting him in. But at the moment, um, might feel a little bit risky. So that's defence done. That's uh, ripped apart, ripped to pieces and changed around. <laughs> nah, no, we, 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 we kept... We kept, kept a bit well, of the core there, didn't we? We kept, we kept forward, didn't we, I think? So, yeah. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll split the midfield into two parts and the, the cheaper options and the two expensive ones. Now, I'm already kind of regretting Sterling as I look at his price. I think there's probably maybe better <laughs> options at, at eight or nine million rather than 10. Ramsey, I think, is again going to have another good season. I think we'll start every single game for Villa if fit alongside Kamara and one of McGinn or Louise, as things stand, unless yeah. Villa sign under the midfielder. I think he scored six goals last season and you'd want him to get in six again and obviously closer to double figures if possible. So I think Ramsey's a good shout. I think he'll get assists as well with the way that he carries the ball deep into bo- into the box and then you know, dragging it back for somebody. So I like Ramsey. I think that's a good price. Skip, I don't know too much about Skip really. He's a bit more defensive. but He's only four and a half million, so I, I don't imagine I'd play him much anyway. Gordon at 5.5, I do quite like that shout. And like you said, I think he will play for, for Everton. It's Everton are a bit of a risk for me. I don't know what they're going to be like at all. They, they could yeah, sure. kind of be much better and finish around mid-table and, and have a great season. Or they could be kind of relegation threatened again, which would surprise me a little bit. I think they will be, they will be better now. So I don't mind that. De Bruyne is a pretty obvious pick in terms of the stature that he is, but you know maybe I could get a better player like a Son or a, a Salah in there instead. Um, and then I, I'm, I'm still not sure on Sterling because if he settles into Chelsea, I think there is a bit of a, a spark to be reignited there. But if he doesn't settle or it doesn't quite hit the ground running, then that's ten million that's that's wasted. Obvious player you're missing is Salah. Um, and yeah, he's the most expensive player in the game, but there's a reason for that. You know, he's um, and everyone else is going to have him. <laughs> he's going to be massively owned. He's such a reliable captain in FPL. Salah. I mean, mm. you can. I feel like he he became. There was a period last year where he was just an auto captain. You didn't even have to think about it. We left him on it for left him with the captaincy for eight or nine game weeks in a row, and he was just consistently putting up those numbers. Um, I mean, he's got over 230 points for the last five seasons in a row. So you know, you know what you're getting with Salah. Um, Mane leaving um, is that going to dent Liverpool's um, kind of attacking numbers? I don't think so. I think they've got players that can step up. But I, if it was me, I would get Salah in for for, for De Bruyne. And then I would possibly drop down and Sterling to one of the eight million pound midfielders. Now the eight million pound midfielders. There's about seven or eight really good options in there, um, ranging from Luis Diaz at Liverpool, who looks set to start the season. Jota's got a bit of a knock, I think, so he looks a bit more assured in terms of his minutes. But if you're not so keen on that, there's players like Mount, Saka, there's Madison, there's Kulosevsky. So I think if you went up to Salah from, from De Bruyne, then dropped Sterling to an eight million, and then you got one million in the bank, as well, yeah. where we might might be able to look at another area, possibly. Yeah, I've had a lot of talk about the eight million midfielder on social media. That if you don't pick the right one, basically, so if I went for for Mount, for example, and he had a stinker at Chelsea in the first couple of weeks, it's a very easy switch to go to. Yeah one of the others that you just named that I've already forgotten yeah De Bruyne for Salah Sterling for one of those eight million pound players and I, I think I'll probably keep the rest for now because I think striker is probably where where there needs to be a little bit of improvement potentially yeah um, what I will just say Dan before to keep it just before we go and if you don't like Skip there's a player called Andreas Pereira who's just moved to Fulham from Man United he's 4.5 yeah. he's at least he's at least going to start I don't think he's going to offer you much more than that maybe the odd assist but if you want somebody in who's at least going to be playing that's who I'd get in there. So my three strikers, I've got Jesus, Delap, and Kane. Now the obvious, the obvious one that I'm missing is Haaland. I'm going to be again almost a little, a little bit betting against what a lot of people are going to be doing. Something about Haaland where everyone's like, "Oh yeah, he's going to score 50 goals, or whatever." 
there's just a part of me that thinks like he could score decent numbers but get a, a silly injury or something or having a load of pressure on him or something or not quite adapting to City's system and everyone's going big on him and and then he doesn't actually perform. I'll probably look stupid in a few weeks when he scored 10 goals in the first three <laughs> weeks or whatever. But there's just something about it that makes me think, you know what, I'm going to be different and not pick Haaland just because everyone else is. So yep. I've got Kane in there because I think Kane is guaranteed points and is, is a good captain option, obviously alongside Salah as well. Um, Jesus is a, is a bit of a risk again. Obviously, you've got to settle into Arsenal, but he will be the main man up front, I think. And if Arsenal have a, have a good season again or, or, or improve, obviously, and get into the into the top four, um, I think a lot of goals will come through him. Delap is obviously a bench option and could probably be so, certainly improved. Um, am I being stupid by not getting Haaland in there? Do you think? Well, it's it's a bit of a risk because his ownership is going to be massive in game week one, but. I think Spurs arguably have the better fixture at first. They're at home to Southampton. City go to West Ham, where they struggled a bit last season. And they're the same price. So what you could do is you could start with Kane, watch those those matches on the first weekend. And then if Haaland looks lively, um, you could switch in game week two because City have Bournemouth at home in game week two. So that might be something, if you're not sure about it, you could at least get to see him play for City before then deciding what to do. But I think Kane and, and Son have probably been a little bit overlooked. You know, they were yeah. incredible under Conte last year. And um, I can certainly see why people are starting um, with Kane over Haaland game week one and um, and then see what happens and then and then switch if you need to. Um, I, I do like that. What about Jesus? Yeah, great option. Again, um, the only other player in that, that bracket which I was looking at would be Watkins, who's 7.5. But I think Jesus, again, you know, minutes has always been the problem with these types of players. But now at Arsenal, he's going to be a bit more of a talisman, I think, for them. And you've seen in the pre-season friendlies, he's really hit the ground running. He's scoring goals. He's looking lively. So uh, both of those picks, I I wouldn't really get you to change them, to be honest. I think they're both really good. Okay. Oh, yeah, I like that. So I've took out De Bruyne, I've got Salah in there. I'm now looking for these £8 million players. Madison is the top from points last season, 181. And you've got Saka, 179. Mount, 169. And Ward-Prowse, 159 points last season. He's only six and a half million. I do like him. Uh, Southampton have a better season. Also like Gallagher at six million. Um, obviously still looks like he's staying with Chelsea. I don't know how many minutes he'll actually play. But if he's starting games to Chelsea, I, I don't mind Gallagher as a shout at six million. Taking your advice with having somebody that's worth eight million because they're an easy switch to another option who's eight million. I'm going to go with Mount, I think, because I think he will start for Chelsea every single week. Yeah. Um, so that's Sterling out, Mount in, De Bruyne out, Salah in, Ramsey, Gordon, and Skip are still in there. So I'm going to change Skip to um, Pereira from Fulham. Now, I do yeah. like Ramsey even at 5.5, so I think I'll stick with him just as my villa choice. I do yes. like Gordon, though. I do think that's a. a semi-decent underrated shout so let's have a look yeah. at what 6.5 million gets me in midfield instead Ward-Prowse um, is um, he's consistent he's generally a 90 minute man he's on penalties there which is set pieces are really appealing if you can yeah. get somebody on free kicks and corners and penalties that's obviously great there's also uh, yes there's Ward-Prowse there there's also somebody like Rashford now he's had a he's coming off the back mm-hmm. of a really poor season and that's why he's dropped by I think Three million, I think he's down to six point five. So if you think Ten Hag's going to come back in and he's going to boost their attacking numbers a bit, and Rashford's going to play, he's been playing in pre-season. Um, 
that's not that's not a terrible pick. You know, he could yeah. be underpriced by FPL if he's starting. Ward Prowse is definitely the safe one out of those two. But um, I know a few people have look, been looking at Rashford. Sancho's a little bit more. He's seven point five, but could be good as well. But um, yeah, I don't I don't hate that Rashford pick to start the season um, with Brighton and Brentford at first for Man United. I don't mind Ericsson at Man United either. I don't know how many minutes he'll play, but I think I think that's a decent yeah, shout. There's to be fair, yeah. there's a, a few players around this market. I like Gallagher, like I just said. Uh, yeah, Odegaard yeah. at Arsenal. Smith Rowe at Arsenal for six, Trossard at Brighton for six point five, Saint Maximum for six point five, yeah. uh, Martinelli at six, uh, McGinn as I just said five point five, but he'd be uh, go with my Villa limit. Buendia again six million, uh, decent picks there. I mean, I was quite happy with Gordon at five point five, but the the caliber of player for six and even six point five probably is a step up. I think Ward Prowse, like you said, is the safe pick. He'll be on set pieces. Really appealing. Um, yeah, fitness is good. He'll play every single week. So that uses up all my money. Um, so no room for manoeuvre there. But I do like Ward Prowse. I think that's a better option than Gordon anyway. Delap's going to be your third substitute every week. You've got players like Andreas Pereira and Nico Williams who will be ahead of them on the bench. So you, I'd be very, very surprised if you need to call on that third sub spot any time before you play your first wild card. So yeah. I think that's my that's my my strategy. I'm going in with a four point five striker. He probably won't play, but I don't think I'll need them. So now my starting team looks like this. Martinez in goal, Trent, Cash, James and Cancelo. I mean there's points in that back four, isn't there? Bloody hell. There's some good points to be out there, I think. Salah, Jacob Ramsey, Captain. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, Mason Mount <laughs> and Ward Prowse. Kane and Jesus up top. I'm still not massively convinced by Jesus as a shout, but like I said, we, he could be swapped for an eight million midfielder instead and, and go for, for just what Kane up front and stick somebody back in there. Yeah, or you could, you about, could, or you could, you could switch your keeper and get Watkins in if you wanted to. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. save some money on the keeper and go for yeah. go for somebody like Watkins. What's Ings' price? He's seven. Watkins is seven point five. So um, okay. Ings is really good. But what do you think, Dan? Do you think we're going to start with two up top, or do you think we're going to start with Watkins as a lone striker? I've got a feeling we might see four two three one a few times. Kamara and Ramsey maybe a bit further forward than instead of a two, more like that. Yeah, doesn't yeah. really work. And slightly further forward, maybe Bailey on the right. Mm. Buendia on in the middle, Coutinho on the left, and one of the strikers up front, and that front yeah. three be interchangeable behind one striker. Yeah, Ings is a tricky pick then, isn't he? Because we can't guarantee minutes. If we knew he was mm. starting, and he'll probably be on penalties as well um, after Coutinho's miss <laughs> the other day, so um, <laughs> he would be a good pick, wouldn't he? But uh, yeah, I just don't think you can. I think Watkins has got the is, is the more reliable player out of the two at, the, at this moment in time. What well, do you think of Bailey as a as a Villa shout? I think he's only five million. Like so if I'm kind of looking at, yeah. at Anthony Gordon going five and a half decent. If Bailey gets a bit of you know, yeah. he's obviously got to stay fit, but he's had a good preseason so far. If he yeah. does start off the right or off the left in a, in a slightly tweaked formation, Bailey at five million could be a could be a steal. Absolutely, yeah. He came in last year. Um, he cost about twenty five million, wasn't he, from Leverkusen or something like that? And he just couldn't stay fit, could he? Um, showed glimpses um, of potential, but because of that poor season, he's dropped from six point five to five million. So five million, you know, what what does it get you in the game? Very very little. So if he's starting, and you can you think he's going to start those first three four games? Um, he could be an absolutely great enabler, which an enabler is basically a cheap player enables you then to go and stack up on your your Salas and your Canes and, and those type of players. So 
Bailey's actually found his way into my draft at the moment. I'm going to watch them, um, watch Villa tomorrow against, uh, is it Brisbane? I think tomorrow, yeah, and then Man United oh, yeah. at the weekend, yeah, and then Man United at the weekend and just monitor the, the pre-season games and see how it's looking. But if it looks like he's going to get started, I think Gerard likes him. So um, I think he wants to give him the opportunity. Um, but yeah, he could be a really good player at five million. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be miles behind in Aaron Hall and sort of hat-trick in the first <laughs> week. So I'll, I'll probably have given up. Uh, no, I'm going to try and be more consistent this year. Let's see where we are. I was going to say six months down the line, but just let's get through the first month first, like, <laughs> like I usually do. Tom, thank you very much for your time and, and coming on and sharing your expertise and your advice. My team is certainly better now than it was in the, the eight-minute draft I did, first of all. Uh, I'm quite happy with that. I think it's a decent team. I think my, my Villa bias might have uh, leaned towards Ramsey there and I probably should have moved money around a little bit and, and got somebody a bit more proven at uh, a top six club rather than Ramsey. But I said I wanted three Villa players in there I'm going to back a pretty cheap Ramsey at 5.5 to deliver again. That's been great. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dan. And uh, looking forward to the season. And if anybody's uh, kind of into what we've we've been talking about over the past hour or whatever it was, then yeah, have a look on Fantasy Football Scout because we're tracking all the pre-season friendlies there and loads of little helpful tools and things like that. So yeah, uh, if you fancy it, go and have a look. Yeah, I'll put the link to your stuff in our uh, YouTube description and our podcast uh, descriptions as well. So just scroll down Brilliant. and you'll find that. You'll also find a link to our Claret and Blue uh, Championship or Claret and Blue League. Um, we had loads of entrants last year, but like I said, I lost interest and didn't really keep on top of it. And James Rushton, when he used to work with us, he started all this stuff and he was in charge and then he left for a different job and then it all kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> I'm going to be in charge of it this year, so there will be a prize that goes out to the winner, uh, maybe a new shirt or a mug or something signed I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll work it out over the next few months uh, so go down get involved in our league try and compete against us and, and the other guys at Claret and Blue as well uh, Tom can you not join please because you'll just walk you'll walk the league won't you with, with the awful well issues. you say that but you never know there is there is you know you can plan all you like in FPL but there is an element of luck as well you know you're playing yeah, in the crossbar one week score the next week so it's not I, I didn't have a great season last year so um, if I do join it's, it doesn't necessarily it's not a given that I'll be in the top five <laughs> 10 or anything but um, <laughs> yeah no, maybe I'll monitor from afar like I said join the league check out Tom's stuff and uh, we'll see you again after the Brisbane Raw game because this is coming out before I've just set myself a deadline that this is going to come out on Tuesday night so yeah enjoy Brisbane <laughs> Raw tomorrow thanks for watching uh, we'll see you again soon thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your feedback we'll be back soon with another episode but until then up the villa up the villa